Hello and welcome to No Rest of the Weekend, where we go behind the scenes and talk to the creators of independent entertainment. I'm Jason Godby, and with me in the Rabbit Hole studio today, she is an accomplished actor, and she's also the host of a show called Cafe Con Leche. Recently, she appeared in this little Martin Scorsese film called The Irishman, now on Netflix. Miss Ashley North. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks for coming. I, I always appreciate it when people slept to Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, it, it's great to have you here. Your show is on Footprint Network. Yes. And uh, we are also on there, too. So yes, uh, d- definitely, uh, you know, give a sister a hand kind of thing. And and I think we should or all a high five. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. I'm, I guess it's old school, but I love high fiving people. I want to talk about your show. I want to talk uh, about The Irishman, obviously, because that's uh, something probably people want to hear about it's an indie film show every indie filmmaker i know mm-hmm. is a martin scorsese fan and uh you know probably uh, would throw rose petals at his feet and worship but before we get into that i want to talk to you about you yeah. and like how you got in the show business how how what is your origin story so to speak my origin story actually is mu- music i got into show business by accident because i tried to steal the car and drive it to the neighbor's house and so my parents put me in piano lessons so i wouldn't go to jail I mean, that was, that's the real story. Sorry. <laughs> that look on your face was priceless. You went to, um, so you, wait, how does that work? <laughs> well, what happened was that my dad left the keys in the car and he was across the street because we had a house in the country and I wanted to go to my friend's house and I had a cold and they told me to stay home and I was resting and I got up and I just thought, well, I wanted to go. So I was just going to get the car and go. So they were like, well, we have to give this. <laughs> We have to give this kid something to do. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I always had a lot to do. You know, yeah. I, you know, we we something to do besides stealing cars. <laughs> Start stealing the cars. It's going to lead to a long line in prison. That's how I ended up in Orange is the New Black, I think. <laughs> you you had studied for that role and yeah. then, you know. It, no, it's always my headshot lo- looks like, "Oh, look, she needs to go to jail." So they're always putting me in jail on television. I, I always find that very <laughs> Everybody's got to find their niche. Yeah, mine says jailbird. <laughs> so you started doing music first, mm-hmm. and then how did you get into acting and so forth? I was uh, recording an album, and you know we'll release that probably in the spring or the summer of this sh- next 2020. And I was uh, waiting to get things done, and the producer was taking his time. So I was like, well, I'll... I think I'll try this acting thing. I really, it was kind of something that came out of left field and I took an acting business course. So I thought maybe I could be an, I could be an actor by taking a course. I had no experience as an actor, but I was a stage performer as a singer. So like, I know that it couldn't be that hard. And next thing I know, I had a career. <laughs> I, I find that um, we've had other uh, people on the show, and there, there's definitely a correlation between music and mm-hmm. acting. So I, I definitely see the crossover, and I, and I feel like if you're a performer, you're a performer. Yes. You know, in one way, shape, or other, you, you will get on a stage or in front of a camera. Something is going to draw you to it kind of thing. Completely. And, you know, I think I was always taught by my mentor, one of them, Morty Kraft, that you have to be as versatile as possible. And, you know, everything to make a living in entertainment is to be versatile and be able to to jump in this seat or that seat or be able to do this or that. I mean, I've walked runways in New York Fashion Week just like I've sang in front of thousands of people and, you know, performed in front of cameras. So Now you've been you've been in New York and you've 
been acting you're on orange is a new black mm-hmm. you're now currently in the irishman netflix has been uh, a, a good little home for you netflix has been a very good home for uh, me and and i i didn't i knew not like i said i knew nothing about the acting industry i really the other part of me why i did these things was because i wanted to learn how to do music videos and to position myself and know the language of the sets i mean this was all about me learning something. It wasn't anything about, I want to be a famous actor, I want to do this. I w-. There was no plan of that, you know? And then I just started having fun because I didn't care, you know? And then people started to notice I didn't care, I guess. I don't know. I cared. I went to work, I showed up, I was professional, but I wasn't out going, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that. I just went and I had fun. And I continued just to have fun and just relax and be myself. I mean, yeah, I mean, Johnny Depp was a waiter when he was discovered. You oh, know? yeah. But he looks like Johnny Depp, <laughs> which is really helpful. So uh, talk to me about this little picture that you were in, uh, The Irishman. Uh, most people probably know this is Martin Scorsese's movie, Routine with mm-hmm. Robert De Niro. Joe Pesci came out of retirement yes. to, to do this Al Pacino, film. Al Pacino, Ray Romano. I mean, it, it's uh, it's a, a, a cavalcade of these uh, actors that, you know, uh, built a reputation and a career through oh, Martin Scorsese. Completely. You know, for those who haven't seen the picture or, or those who are unfamiliar, uh, tell me a little bit about the picture and, and a little about about your role. I have a little role that I'm kind of like um, Joel Pesci's wife. You know, I don't want to give too much of it away. And, you know, I really enjoyed working with Joe Pesci and I really enjoyed working with Robert De Niro. I, I admired Robert De Niro when I worked with him at Wizard of Lies. And, you know, he just, I have never seen someone that just is so quick and so, okay, let's move on to the next thing. I mean, it's just a one take done kind of thing. And I just sit there and I couldn't stop staring at him. <laughs> Wizard of Lies, I couldn't stop staring at him. But, you know, I got to know him. He's a very nice guy. He was nice to me. So I always tell everybody's a nice guy unless they're just not nice to me. You know, but Joe Pesci and I would go drinking after our... <laughs> that was our big thing at The Irishman. We would go drinking every day afterwards. So uh, this film is a... Uh, it's, it's based on a book. Yes. It's called... I, I think I believe the book is So I Hear You Paint Houses. Yes. A house painter is a euphemism for a hitman. Al Pacino plays Jimmy Hoffa, who died infamously. And a lot of people say that the murder, I guess, is still on solved and Robert De Niro plays uh, this house painter and Pesci is who's Pesci in the movie Pesci's a part of the mafia and he was a part of you know he was he's not as violent in this film I'm trying not to give the plot away okay um but he just was very um he, he was a little more mellow in this film um there's a funny story I remember being a kid and they had all these signs up on the highway um, have you seen Jimmy Hoffa? Right. And and I always remembered that because every time we would go down I-40, you would see this sign saying, have you seen Jimmy Hoffa? And I, it was funny. After we did this film, I'm like, I thought about it for a minute, and I actually mentioned this to Martin Scorsese. I said, that always sign always stuck out as a kid, not knowing it in my future I'd be in a film 
about Jimmy Hoffa. They made a couple. There's, there was the yeah. one with Jack Nicholson where he yes. played Hoffa, called Hoffa, I think. And is, Pesci is a real guy, though. He's he's based on a real guy. Yes, he's based on a real guy. Okay, and you play his... What? His, his significant other, yeah. So talk to me a little bit about the experience in terms of, like, I, I've asked this before about to, to people, like, was it intimidating? You know, uh, I've had, you know, and, and, you know, most actors say, no, no, I'm a professional. This is what I do. But, you know, if I were acting across somebody like Al Pacino or I would, I, 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 I don't know. I, I think I'd be a little intimidated. I try to just, and this is the way I was raised, because I was raised around a lot of powerful people at a young age. So I've always just tried to look at people as people. And I understood they were legends. And, you know, sometimes I would go home and go and what did I just do? You know, but I had to go there and be mature about it. Like, you know, I, you know, I, I did something right to be allowed to be at the table too, you know? Right. And even, and that's really all I cared about. Like, I was like, I, I can't believe I'm here. You know, it wasn't anything about, oh my God, because I, I've tried, I have literally put every fiber of my being of trying not to be that person yeah because if you like go complete fangirl yeah you, you know you, they're, they're gonna go like sorry where did we find this chick again yeah, you, you, gotta, <laughs> yes. you know you have to there, there um, has to be a certain amount of, of course you have to be professional and stuff but uh, i imagine that you know your first day on set it's like whoa you know, yeah. I, I, were you in all of it? Like I, I was bit? in all of it. You know, I was lucky enough to meet Al Pacino one night um, through a friend of mine that we were at dinner and he ended up eating dinner with us. Oh, that's and cool. this was way before this the Irishman ever came into existence. And we went to see Glenn Gary Glenn Ross on Broadway. And next thing I know, we're we're on the front row. And the next, and I just couldn't take my eyes off him. It was the same thing like Robert De Niro. He was so good that you can't take your eyes off of him. But then all of a sudden, he's at my dinner table, and I'm like, I can't stare at him now. (laughs) Like, I can't stare at him now. But it was just so cool. And a lot of. You know, I've just learned again, I have to go back to that, that I have to be professional. I have to be myself. I have to just not just be the best little Southern Belle I can be. (laughs) (laughs) Given the, um, you know, I I understand you don't want to give anything away, but in terms of your relationship with Pesci in the in the show, Mm -hmm. um, did you get um, a fair amount of scenes with him? Did you get a fair amount of time? I got a fair amount of time. And, you know, it was really just cool and to be there with him, knowing that he came out of retirement for this film. And, you know, they kept this was Martin's one of Martin Scorsese's dream projects. So, like, this was a really big thing to be a part of. It's kind of like. You know it's going to be legendary, and you it's like, you know, long after I'm dead and gone, my face will still be in this film. It's something worth leaving behind. It's a favorite song of mine because of that reason. You have to always leave something that's worth leaving behind, and that this film is one of those things for me. Was there anything that you took away from, because, you know, you're working, for me it's like, uh, you know, stepping up to the big leagues in a way where, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you, you've been on television, great. Now you're working with some of the greatest movie stars of the mm-hmm. past century. So, you know, you get in there, do you observe how they work? I do. And I, I always watch how people work. And, and Was and there anything that you kind of took away or you, you um, felt like you learned from that? I really wanted to be, I just want to be the one take mama now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it really, I just watch how intense and how good they are. And I want someone to work with 
me someday and say, you know what, she does this in one take because she really studies and it makes you a harder worker to to accomplish that goal. So the, it wasn't like, you know, like a Stanley Kubrick situation where they're doing take 15, take 20. No, 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 no. Uh, that This is not that situation. The days I actually had like pretty good hours in the day so I mean it wasn't long days or stretched out it was more of you got home at a decent time because these people knew what they were doing and you just you want to be the same as them you don't want the take four be because of you right right <laughs> and I'm like trying so hard and I have the memory of a gnat you uh, know so I'm just like <laughs> I remember uh, George Clooney talking about directing his first fi- film and saying you don't want to do more takes on you yes, than you know the other yes, people kind yes. of thing um He's such a nice guy, too. What was it? Did you see anything that was like, you know, because Pesci just, he seems like a very, like, no-nonsense kind of dude. Like, he just kind of goes out there and does it. Like He does. You know, know, and Robert De Niro is the same way. I I just, they're no-nonsense, but at the same time, they are very... They're just very skilled. They've had a lot of practice. They've had a lot of work. They're going... I mean, think about it. Robert De Niro's coming out with a film a year. And, And it's like... If you're pushing films like that, you have to be good at what you do, and it has to be done quick. You're on set. Mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese is there uh, working with this legendary director. Does he talk a lot to you? Does he? Well, not with me per se, because I don't have. I I don't really have that bond with him. You know, I I guess that we did more. I he, you know, he wants to work with me more. I just I don't have the bond like him and De Niro or him oh, and Pesci sure. and these people who have been doing this for 30 or 40 years, you what know. What would he say to you or what would he say to people um, in general? You know, he was just just very direct and on point. You know, he just he's not he's not a person that plays around like, you know, I've worked with Andrew McCarthy and he's got a really good sense of humor. Martin Scorsese's very to the point. Let's get this done. Cuz you know, he's you know, an older gentleman, so you know you don't want to be doing this all night long. Yeah, when you've been doing this for like, I, I think you started making movies in the '60s. Yes. You know, when you've been doing it for like, you know, 40, 50 years, it's like, all right, I know what I'm doing. I know what to say to these people. Yes. All right, let's get this done. Get them and, in, get them out. Yeah. For me, it wasn't a negative experience. Part of it too, because I'm such a huge fan of Casino. Mm. <laughs> like, I'm sitting there going, I'm working with the guys that are working at Casino. That's the only thing I was thinking about. Is like, I love that movie. That's my favorite. And yeah. So that, I mean, I was like, I get to be on a version of the casino kind of thing. You know, I really love that movie. Did you get to do any research in terms of, like, the real person that you were playing? Um, or were you a fictionalized character in that? I, w- I was a fictionalized character. I see. That. Yeah. Okay, so Pesci's playing a real guy, yes. but you were playing somebody that yeah. so he could have somebody to talk to kind yes, of thing. Yes, kind of pretty much. Yeah, so that you, you get a little bit more freedom in that. A little bit, you yeah. Don't, you don't have to, you don't have to, like be somebody who already existed which is a totally different well, type of acting i think in a way it is and they, and they kind of transformed my look a little bit because i have like dark hair and they're trying to make me look as italian as possible and i'm not italian i'm cherokee and irish with freckles so you know you, you know you've got this dark haired girl and then i'm trying to take my accent out because i sound like this <laughs> and i'm supposed to sound like this you know it's a long way from oklahoma to new jersey <laughs> <laughs> i know uh, I remember, I, when I was in London, man, I they made fun of me a lot. In this realm, I, I feel like everybody's coming up to the plate. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody knows what they're doing. And it's probably a pretty relaxed um, atmosphere kind of thing. I, I don't know if it was relaxed, but I do know that it was just, again, I felt like it was a privilege to be there. And, you know, I'm sitting here with people who are edu- legendary Oscar winners. You right. know, it's not me here with Bubba and Earl, you know. 
So uh, we're going to move on a little bit, but uh, I definitely, uh, you know, it, it's, the movie's currently on Netflix. Everybody's going to go see it. I'm sure it's going to do well. Go see it, guys, and it, it'll, it's and the, doing well already. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure it's going to be, uh, you know, up for a million awards yes. and so forth. Even just for the special effects and the de-aging yes. and all that kind of stuff. Because uh, I've heard they've taken that to new levels. But moving on now, so I want to talk about uh, more of your... I won't call it your day job, but your your gig about hosting the Cafe Con Leche. Yes. So Frank Fernandez was here, who produces that show, mm-hmm. told us a little bit about it. But what, how do you see it? Like, what? what it tell is, us a little bit about the show. It's kind of like The View meets Dave Chappelle, and it's kind of like we interview people, but it's kind of there's no seriousness about it. And I think right now in America and around the world, people really need to laugh and have a good time. And really, that's what I'm all about. I'm all about laughter and people having fun and having a good time and just being the best that they can be because everything's so serious at this at this time we're living in serious times this is, yes this we is are for sure um and i am like uh we've never done anything political or anything on this show and i i kind of marvel at anybody even you know late night talk show hosts mm-hmm. who can make light of or poke fun at at some yes. of the certain things that are happening uh you know because i i've even asked comedy writers like how do you write this stuff like how do you you know not go home and just cry you know and they're like well you you know you do it out of anger or you do it to, right. you know so you know for you it sounds like it's more like i visualize something funny yeah like, like this is a, this is an escape yes kind of thing. yeah uh so you and you have a partner in the show yeah um willie background i met him on a set a couple of years ago and really funny guy and he doesn't take himself seriously and he's very hardworking and really enjoy i enjoy hosting with him because you never know what's going to come out of his face and i always just die laughing what kind of people have you had on the show you have guests on the show right we've had different type of guests we've had everything from you know designers like Chris Barreto down to we did one recently with a cigar shop and then we went back to um, the Bronx with Willie which will be out soon and that was so funny and we try to do the year enders every year something in you know in our house or with our friends and family and then we go back to the flashbacks of, of the year and we have a good time doing that so with that too it's different than acting like I, I find that like because uh, when I started out I was an actor and mm-hmm. I never wanted to host anything, mm-hmm. you know I I wound up hosting the show out of like well I, I know I'll show up you know <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was I was I, the, I was the best interviewer I knew at the time mm-hmm. so it was kind of like you know I I pushed myself into this position uh, and it is weird to me it's I, I I don't know if you find it weird but like talking to a camera I still feel like a schmuck you know like mm-hmm. I still don't really like. I mean, I'm fine with it now because yeah. I've done it for a while, but did it take you, was there like a period of adjustment? Not or? really. Because I, no. I, I always look at it as like I get to visit with people. And, you know, it's a big thing where I'm from. Everybody visits with the or they they have guests, but we I call it visiting um, with folks and getting a little to know a little more about them and what they do and what they're about. And, you know, I, I love people. So it's, it's easier for me because I don't have to put on a show. I mean, I'm just myself. And Willie's just his self. And we just make it a really good environment for our guest. And we we had an episode to where we we took this guy in, in high heels and we had him with the designer scarf. And literally it was at the Upper East Side portray- making people do runway walks. But you got to think, this guy's in heels on the Upper East Side. <laughs> 
then uh, there we got to this one point that we tried to get this guy to put on a scarf and he wouldn't and I had to promise him I would kiss him so and I had to kiss him on camera and it, me and the designer kissed this guy and he's like not wanting to go home like it went from my wife's gonna get in I'm gonna get in trouble with my wife to like I could stay here all day see that's where I find that like I have I have it easy because most of the point, like I'm either talking about, you know, to filmmakers about mm-hmm. their movies, I'm talking to actors. Actors are really easy to talk to mm-hmm. for the most part, and they're used to being on camera. Uh, you do have the occasional person, like a producer or somebody who's not great mm-hmm. at it, but, you know, I don't work with civilians. You know, like I do not mess with the civilian population, <laughs> and I don't, I don't work with like, like people who are uh, just like off the street. Um, Forget it. I never do it. Uh, it. You know, I I don't know how I don't know how people do it on the news. You know, like do they do like on the uh, uh, man on man on the street kind of interviews and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I can do it because I have fun. Actually, it was funny when Footprint first got its app. Okay, um, we were wanting people to put the apps on their phones. So what I did is I went into a club one night because I'm very good at this. By the way, give me your phone. <laughs> and and the. I was like, you know, I could have been putting something really suggestive on their phone, and you I would just take people's phones. And I was, put the t- app on I would them? put an app and give it back. They go, "What'd you do? It doesn't matter. Get you, you got an app. Go look at it." <laughs> and then the next person, so Frank and Robin, were actually watching me do this, and they were laughing. Hey, yo, give me your phone. I, I mean, I felt like I was selling watches in my coat. <laughs> so I mean, for so a man in the street situation for me is not hard. You know, I just find it like hilarious because I'm just, and these people are just looking at me like, do I know you? <laughs> was that kind of part of it because you'd been used to being in front of crowds and stuff like that, um, used to performing on stage? No, it comes from a different place, actually. When I was a kid, my dad always wanted me to not be afraid of people. So what he would always do is make me shake someone's hand, introduce myself, Sing for them, by the way. No, you don't understand. I your dad sing was it. your first agent. Uh, my dad was out of his mind. But my dad would always make me do this, and I always felt like I was running for politics, you know, like mm. because of the way I did it. I mean, I, my dad had me singing in the middle of a McDonald's once. I mean, it, it just, you know, <laughs> I could tell you stories on and on and on. But it comes from that. It, so it made me not scared of people. Right. It desensitized you <laughs> yeah, in a way. Totally. Yeah, totally. And, I just, I learned, and that's how I do it. Because, I mean, our business, we're always talking to strangers. And you if you're scared of strangers, then you're, you're, you're in big trouble. Maybe that's a good piece of advice. Like if you were to impart some advice to anyone kind of getting into the industry or anything like that, either wanting to be on the content creation space or going into acting, mm-hmm. like is there anything that you would say to them? Always be open-minded. You are not the biggest person in the room. And always listen to others. Because you do are not the most experienced person in the room nine tenths of the time. If you stay open minded and you real and you just stay humble about it, you know, that's really all I can advise people to do. Listening is such a big key because so many actors don't listen because they think I'm the biggest person in the room. I've done this, this, and this. I mean, I've opened. I, I've I've played Radio City Music Hall and. We just finished this. It it doesn't mean anything. That was yesterday, but today you still have to listen to the person that hired you. Uh, it's a great pl- great piece of advice, and I think it's a great uh, place to 
leave off. We're going to wrap it up. But uh, thanks so much for coming. Thank you for uh, having always me. Always appreciate uh, people schlepping to Brooklyn. And uh, thank you all out there for taking this trip down the rabbit hole. For more of our content, including our movie reviews, you can find them on our website, norestoftheweekendpodcast.com. And you can also subscribe on your favorite uh, podcast app. And now we're also on footprint.tv. So go to our channel, the Behind the Rabbit Productions channel. You'll find this show and other content from us there. Once again, want to thank uh, Ashley for thank coming. For Thanks so me. much. I'm Jason Godby for Behind the Rubber Productions. We'll see you next time. 